The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello, and welcome to episode 15 of Two Millennials, One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm Abby Richmond. And today, we're talking about Reddit. Before we get started, I'd like to thank everybody for all the ratings and listens and views and sharing that you've done of our podcast. It's great getting feedback or people coming up to us and saying, dude, dope podcast. That's really cool. We appreciate that. That's my favorite. It makes me feel so special. Like people actually listen to us and care what we have to say or something. Absolutely. It's really fun. So keep doing that. Keep sharing. Keep telling your friends. And we also have a special request for you this week. In the next few weeks, uh, we're going to release an episode celebrating this podcast. And we want to do it in a a Reddit-esque sort of way. We're going to offer our listeners an Ask Us Anything episode completely made up of questions from you so what we need you to do is come up with some questions for us you can send those to our email address the number two millennials the number one podcast at gmail.com and i'll link that with this episode or hit us up on soundcloud or any of the apps that we're on send us a question ask us something I feel so YouTuber by doing that, but I'm really excited to see what people are wondering about us. You know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. It's exciting to have this feedback with our listeners. As I said, send us a question. It can be about almost anything. We'll open it up. We'll answer them. And within the next few weeks, uh, we'll put that episode out. Today, we're talking about Reddit. The reason we're talking about Reddit is because Reddit is something that is massively popular amongst the millennial generation. Abby, do you use Reddit? Okay, I honestly have never even like downloaded it on my phone to see what it was. I have no idea what the platform even looks like. I know it was a thing that people shared on iFunny, like funny things about Reddit back when iFunny was a thing. And then the guys at my lunch table are on it all the time and share the absolute weirdest things. But I have never been on it personally. And that's a perfect segue into facts about Reddit. So what Reddit is, it's a social news aggregation tool. It has a web content rating and a discussion platform. Uh, So basically what happens is it's an old janky looking site and you upload things. You can put a link to an article that you read or a video or a song or something you've created or a drawing. Anything you want can be posted on Reddit. And then there's a series of upvotes and downvotes for content that you appreciate or agree with or disagree with. And the most popular things that are uploaded reach what is called the front page of the internet or the main page of Reddit. And that's what most people check out. And like I said, you can learn all kinds of things. You can see cute pictures of animals. You can read some blistering article about our president. There are all kinds of things. And that's what's cool about Reddit is you log on or you get on, you never know what you're going to see. And why I said this was a great segue of me knowing what Reddit is and using it frequently and Abby not is because within our generation, the people that use Reddit the most are males for whatever reason. And females comprise such a small portion of users. So that's why this is completely perfect of Abby not using it. And I do and all the dudes at our lunch table do. Do you have a reason why you particularly haven't caught on to Reddit or why do you think young women don't use that compared to other social media? I feel like all of my other social medias cover it. Also, I feel like from what you described, Reddit and Tumblr are basically the same thing. I'm not too familiar with Tumblr. 
I've never really had it. I feel that Reddit is a smarter version of Tumblr. Isn't Tumblr a lot of animations and cringy sayings and things like that? Teenage girl angst. I think. I don't use that one very much either. Yeah, Reddit is more of a discussion board type deal. Along with all of these posts, there's a elaborate comment section typically with thousands and thousands and thousands of people commenting. And that's where the, the fun stuff in Reddit lies. And within Reddit, there are a bunch of these things called subreddits, which are individual pages for certain things. Me personally, I subscribe to the baseball subreddit and the Seattle subreddit and the brand new subreddit and the St. Louis Cardinals subreddit, and all of these interests I have, I can go to these pages and interact with thousands of people that also really like these topics, and we can discuss, we can post information and pictures and all this stuff. It's a great community on the internet that other social media apps don't really facilitate. The other thing with Reddit is it's mostly anonymous. You have a username. It's not encouraged that you give out your personal details. So that's something that separates Reddit from Facebook and Snapchat is you don't really know who you're interacting with. Is Reddit the thing that like all the text posts are from? The ones with like a line and then it looks kind of like a little triangle when everybody's done commenting. Indented. There's a line and then an indented line. Yeah, that's what Reddit is for sure. Hmm. Okay, so I read Reddit. Are they Reddits or are they posts on Reddit? Comments on Reddit. I read those on Facebook when they get reposted. Quite often, actually. Honestly, if you read any BuzzFeed articles or lists that are compiled, which appear on Facebook a lot, all of that stuff's from Reddit. They'll go to an Ask Reddit thread and just rip that stuff off of there. So you probably interact with Reddit more than you even know. Some interesting facts before we get into the overall theme of this podcast. As of February 2018, Reddit was the fourth most visited website in the entire United States. That's pretty significant. Along with that, Reddit was the sixth most visited website in the world of that same date. So pretty popular stuff. As I said previously or alluded to, 69% of the people that use Reddit are male. 58% are between the ages of 18 and 29. So that's getting into the millennial generation or completely covering it. Uh, So yeah, lots of young male millennials make up the uh, population on Reddit, and it is very evident if you're ever on there. I I think we need more females on there. Hopefully, if you're a female listening to this and you've never checked out Reddit, you could try it. Get on there. There's a community for everybody, and it's really neat to have everyone come together. And if you're into something obscure like Slaughter Beach Dog, let's bring them up again. There's probably a subreddit just about Slaughter Beach Dog. It's cool. Is it an app? Does it feel like the app is basically just a website that you're looking at on your phone or is it a good app? There is a Reddit app and I don't use the actual name brand Reddit app. I use something else called Bacon Reader, which I like a little more. But basically you just click it and there's just a whole list of things that you can click on. Articles and all everything on the front page. Or you can hit the button and I can like navigate to the St. Louis Cardinals subreddit and view all those links. I like the app on mobile. Like I said, on desktop, it looks pretty jank. It looks like it's from 2000, the formatting. But I hear the app's nice. looks pretty fancy. Hmm. You should try it, my friend. We'll see. So today, since this is all about Reddit, what I did is I got on one of the most popular subreddits, which is r slash askreddit, where a user will type a question, and then every user on Reddit has access to answer it. And there have been some really crazy questions and really crazy answers that have popped up on Ask Reddit. So what I did is I went to the Ask Reddit top all-time posts 
and I selected a few questions from there, and we're going to try to answer them. Obviously, we didn't get a chance to answer these live on Reddit when they were posted, as Abby does not have Reddit, and I just don't comment generally. I'm more what they would call a lurker. I just read. But we're going to answer them here for you now. You ready, Ab? I'm so ready. All right. The top question right at this moment on Ask Reddit is, what can ugly people do to look more attractive? Hmm. Well, okay, okay. So it depends on if they're like wanting to look more attractive in general or wanting to look more attractive to a a certain person. Because if you're trying to look more attractive in general, then there are basic hygiene things that you should do just to start the ball rolling, like brush your teeth, your hair, and tweeze your eyebrows. But if you want to look more attractive to a certain person, it depends on what their preference is. No, I feel you. That could go a whole bunch of ways. I'm with you on the uh, keeping yourself clean thing, though. That was what my mind went to initially when I saw that question. It's like, just wash yourself. That usually helps. <gasps> Ew, I can't stand a guy that doesn't clean his ears out. Ugh. There you go. That's a perfect recommendation. You clean your ears out and Abby finds you more attractive. Yes, and keep your nails short because you look like a Neanderthal if you don't. Ugh. I don't know what else like is a staple of what I find attractive. A lot of the guys I find attractive are tall and goofy looking and skinny. All right. There you go, gentlemen. (laughs) Short nails, clean ears, tall, goofy, skinny. (laughs) I'm going to get some weirdos trying to contact me. Number two, with all the negative headlines dominating the news these days, it can be difficult to spot signs of progress. What makes you optimistic about the future, Abby Richmond? That's a good one. I think that there are so many young people in my community doing cool things that I feel like it's a promising future. There are kids organizing walks for diabetes, and there are kids starting protests, and people raising money to go to Haiti and and do mission work there. And so I think that seeing people around me really just give me hope for the future. I'm really bad at finding the silver lining in things sometimes because I worry so much, like I talked about in the last episode. So sometimes I just like overthink and think that like, just kidding, there is no hope and the world's going south real fast. But it is those entrepreneurs and forward thinkers of my generation that really just make me feel okay. All the people that are organizing ocean cleanup projects and new bags that aren't plastic and... Things like that. That That's a wholesome answer. I agree with that. There are some cool things that you and your peer group have done and are doing that really brings a ray of sunshine into our dark, dark world. What my mind thought of when I read this question is probably selfish, but I'm really impressed with where our medical community has gone. Now, instead of getting fingers shoved up your butt for a colonoscopy, you can poop in a jar and send it in the mail and they can tell you whether you have colon cancer. They have developed some things that you can like swish around in your mouth and it starts to heal cavities. I'm getting really excited that we're about to cure a lot of crazy diseases and we're going to make treating and curing and fixing the body so easy compared to these uncomfortable or painful procedures we used to have to go through. I think you and I, I think we're going to live a really long time and have a better quality of life. Granted, the world lasts that long 
Uh, just there's some really exciting medical breakthroughs that are currently happening that I don't think a lot of people realize. Yeah, I did my research paper on genetic modification and genetic engineering for my final paper in my composition class. And I've learned so many cool things that scientists and researchers are doing in the medical field. So I a billion percent agree with that. Also, why would you pick those specific procedures? You picked yucky procedures to demonstrate the advances of scientific technology. Oh, it's because I'm a terrified of the dentist and I do not want anything inserted into me in that. <laughs> Understandable. Next question. How would you feel about a law that requires people over the age of 70 to pass a specialized driving test in order to continue driving? Yes. Ah! Yes, 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 yes. I went to go renew my license and this old man was doing the same thing, I think. I'm not really sure. And he couldn't hear what the lady was saying. And so if there was an ambulance, I guarantee you this man would not hear it because this lady was literally sitting maybe a foot in front of him. He couldn't see anything on the eyesight test when you put your face up to that little like goggle thing and you have to read the road signs. Sure. He couldn't read any of the letters, even on the big row. And I was like, this man isn't even wearing glasses. Should he be wearing glasses? And then she just took his picture and let him go. I do not feel safe. Scary. And think we're sharing the road with that dude. That's why my parents are always so scared. They're not concerned that I'm a bad driver, but they're concerned about everyone else being bad drivers. Totally understandable. There are some very, very terrible people out there operating motor vehicles. And I agree with you. If you're over 70, you should probably have a driving test. Now, when I'm 70, I'm going to be ticked that I have to go take a driving test. I can guarantee you that right now. But as a 20-something, totally understand that test them. If they pass, dope. You can drive a car. If not, sorry, grandpa. Well, because how embarrassing would it be to be a full grown adult and then you get your license revoked because you're old and you can't drive very well anymore? It would be sad. Oh, I feel so sad now. Just like thinking about old people being sad makes me really, really sad. Indeed. Poor old people. Stop. Okay, we need a new question. So I stop being sad. <laughs> what are some slang terms a 50-year-old dad can say to his daughter to embarrass her? Oh my goodness. My dad is the goofiest guy out there. Is your dad 50? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this is perfect. This is your life right now. Go ahead and answer. What would be cringy for your dad to say? Okay, I think all of them are just funny. I don't know if I would be like really cringy to hear all of them just because sometimes he does say them since he's around kids all the time. But I was asking if it was okay for me to go to Sonic the other night. And my dad was like, yeah, boo, it's Gucci. And I was like. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Hmm. I was shook. If my dad said that he was shook, I'd be like, stop. Or if he said wig. I don't like anyone saying wig because I think it's dumb. What about if your dad stopped you in the morning and he's like, Abby, I am woke AF right now. <laughs> That's one of the ones I could see him saying. <laughs> He'd probably say af, though. Oh, I'm woke af. Yeah, that's yeah. that's classy. <laughs> what about you? I think it'd be even funnier because your dad's like older than mine and you're an adult. And so it would be uncomfortable in all situations. Yeah, my dad, if he said anything like that to me, when my dad started saying sketch, Instead of sketchy, because he heard us <laughs> saying that, that was like a, whoa, dad. But yeah, if my dad was like, oh, that's Gucci, boo. I, I don't even know. 
I can't even fathom him saying anything remotely similar to that. My dad will often accompany it with a side duck lip and a peace sign with your like thumb in there. You know what I mean? Your dad's hip, man. He's so funny. What a guy. Shout out to Jer. Big fan, big man. All right. Here's another weirdly serious one. How would you feel about a law requiring parents that receive child support to supply the court with proof of how the child support money is being spent? I feel like that's definitely a decent idea. Maybe it would get into kind of a gray area because the money doesn't look like it directly benefits the kid. Like, oh, well, I got new tires because my old ones were wore down or whatever. That doesn't look like it directly affects the kid, but you have to transport your child. And so that's a really important part of like raising a kid is being able to get them where they need to go. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head for me. In theory, that sounds great, but who's going to sit down and make those judgments? Like you said, that car analogy is the perfect one. Who's going to call and say, oh, that wasn't for the kid or that was for the kid. That's not even feasible to work out. Right. Like, I feel like there would have to be just certain items that it can't be spent on. Like, you can't buy booze, drugs, or lottery tickets. Definitely. Nicely thought out, though, on the fly. I agree completely. Thanks. Here's another good one. What will be the turns out cigarettes are bad for us thing of our generation? Oh, hmm. Okay, well, tanning is bad, and I feel like a lot of kids our age do that. Don't you feel that a lot of kids our age know that, though? That it's bad? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, okay, let me think. You can go if you already have yours, and I'll think harder. All right, the thing I think they're going to come around at some point and say cell phones. And I say this for multiple reasons. Number one, it's messed with our psychology, social media, all that stuff on our phone. Bad for us. We've talked about it before. Also, I feel like it's going to be one of those things that, I mean, they kind of talked about it in the nineties, but having this machine that transmits waves and those type of things up to your head or in your pocket, I feel like at some point they're gonna be like, yep, y'all have brain cancer. Sorry, dudes don't use cell phones anymore. Hope that doesn't happen, but I would not be surprised at all if having this phone on your person at all times is like really bad for us. Well, it transmits the same waves that a radio does. Correct, but we don't normally hang out with a radio that close to our body. I guess that's true. Also, there are issues with phones in your thumb and wrist and all of those muscles going up there and your neck. You sit looking down for so long and your body isn't supposed to be like that. Yeah, we're gonna be hunchback before it's all over. Oh yeah, I have the worst posture. What about you, kid? What do you think is gonna be bad for us? How terrible would it be for something really normal like chapstick? All of a sudden, chapstick is like, your lips are falling off, sorry. Honestly, that's probably more likely. Like some household object that they changed the formula of during our generation, and then all of a sudden they're like, whoops, that's really cancerous. Or or we didn't know it. Sorry, population. Or I feel like our generation is so obsessed with weightlifting and being physical and having good physique and all of that. So what if they decide or they find out that all these supplements are actually really terrible for you in the long run? So like protein and whey and all of those things are bad. I bet that's what it'll be. Yeah. I read the comments on this particular question and that was one of the top responses was all this muscle milk and protein being like really bad for your body. You may have another spot on one there because apparently a lot of people agreed with that. That's a good one. All right, here's a weird one. If you suddenly came into possession of 20 tons of Nutella, what would you do? (laughs) I don't know. What would you do? I would probably donate a lot of it to a homeless shelter, and then I would eat some, because Nutella's pretty good. It's not good for you, but it's tasty. I'd probably take a bath in it if I had that much of it. Ew, it's so viscous. 
Wouldn't you, if you had that much, just get in it to see what it felt like? I I don't know what I would, why would you even need that much? Well, it doesn't say why you have 20 tons of it. It just says you have it. I would sell it. Yeah, you could. Think about the money that you would make. Absolutely. Is it in one tub? Because if it was in one tub, then you could sell it for a lot more than just the individual tubs. Because think about how many people would be like, yeah, I want 20 tons of Nutella because I love Nutella. That's true. You could sell it wholesale. They could come with their five gallon bucket and you could just dip them some Nutella. Yeah. <gasps> Toast a loaf of Jimmy John's bread and spread some Nutella on it. That sounds like that would be delicious. Next question. What is the most interesting documentary you've ever watched? Do, do true crime shows count? Um, not really. What is that? Earth? No, what is it called? What is it called? Planet Earth. Planet Earth. Yeah, that's a safe answer. It's really boring, but it's a whole lot of just animals and I love animals. Yeah, that's a hardcore documentary. It's beautiful. What's your favorite documentary? Why do you watch... Hold on. No. Why do you watch documentaries over fiction? Not that, like, you're not allowed to. I'm just curious. It's my love for learning, as corny as that is. No, I totally understand that. I love learning. I just like to know more things. You give me a topic, and it may not be even something I'm interested in. I'll probably watch a documentary on it. Yeah. Okay, what's your favorite? Uh, The most interesting documentary I've ever watched is called How to Die in Oregon, and it tripped me out bad. It's about self-assisted suicide and how Mm. Oregon is one of the few places you can do it, and there were a lot of people killing themselves in this documentary who were terminally ill. And it's it's happy because they're getting to go out on their own terms, but I don't know about you, but watching someone die, that gets me. This documentary really screwed me up in a good way as I'm a full proponent of self-assisted suicide. It's called physician-assisted suicide, not self-assisted suicide. Thank you for the correction. Physician-assisted suicide. I'm all for that. And that documentary really opened up my eyes to that. It was tough to watch. I think that people would be more okay with physician-assisted suicide because, I mean, we put dogs and cats down when they are getting ready to die or are suffering terribly, so why not do the same thing with humans? I totally agree. And it's done on their own terms. If you're truly headed down a terminally ill path and maybe you're going to not be able to talk anymore or you start losing your cognitive function. If you can catch it at that time, you can say goodbye to your family and you can have these moments that you may not get if you slip into cognitive disrepair or can't talk, can't speak, can't interact. (gasps) That's terrifying. Absolutely. That'd be rough. Well, that was sad. Let's move on. (laughs) What are some red flags for teachers that scream, drop this class immediately? Like, I don't like this teacher? As in, you walk into a new class and a teacher does something and that screams, I need to drop this class immediately. (laughs) Oh, if they say things like, okay, every five seconds. (laughs) I had an interaction with a teacher or someone of the sorts who said it so often that my peers and I started counting it and I learned nothing the entire time because I was more focused on the fact that she said I'm okay so often. Ooh, yeah, that's rough. Oh my gosh, it was so bad. And everyone has one of those, ours is like, but filling that gap in between thoughts with okay, oof, that's rough. I hate it. Flashbacks. Okay, what else? If you dress like a child and you're supposed to be in a very serious class, like if you're teaching Calc 2 and you're dressed like a four-year-old, I'm not going to take you seriously. Okay. The one time I dropped a class because of the professor, and this would be when I was in college, 
is anytime I got to a class where I could not understand what the professor was saying. Oh, that'd be hard. Yeah, not to be rude. I mean, it was someone from another country that was being obviously compensated to teach there. That's fine. And I'm great that you're here. But if I can't understand you because your English isn't that good, like I'm out. There's no way I'm going to be able to learn from that. Right. I think too, like if they talk way too fast or way too slow. Absolutely. There's an art to teaching and not everyone can be perfect at it. All right, ready for the last one? I'm ready. What, I know it sounds weird, but just try it, thing do you swear by? Eggs and mayonnaise. Ugh, explain. I don't know. I love eggs and mayonnaise. What kind of eggs? Uh, scrambled eggs. Scrambled eggs Ugh. with um, shredded cheese on top and not the cubed ham, but like deli ham that you have sliced up and then mayonnaise. Wow. How much mayonnaise? You can't put the mayonnaise, like, you can't squirt it all over the eggs because then you can't control which bites get how much mayonnaise. You have to do it like it's ketchup and fries. So you, like, dip? Yeah. Huh. You have this down to a science. Oh, yeah. Because do you know how many times I've been contested over this? Probably a lot, because that sounds gross. (laughs) You go. The only thing I can think of was also food-related. I don't like spaghetti at all, but I do kind of like spaghetti if you put ranch on it. (laughs) What? Spaghetti marinara sauce or whatever spaghetti sauce and then ranch on top of it. So you're mixing the sauces. Um, they kind of just sit on top of each other, but yeah, they're ultimately mixed. Okay, I thought it was just like the noodles and then some ranch. (laughs) Like, no, that would be great. How Missouri can you get? All right. Thanks for playing along, Abby. Asking and answering Reddit's top questions, I hope you are compelled to check Reddit out and all the weird and filthiness that's kept on that site. Okay, so I'll maybe probably not check out Reddit. Ah, that's the spirit. (laughs) You're welcome, guys. All right, kid, you got a song pick of the week for us? I was going to go with something by Gregory Allen Isaacob, but on my way to CCF today, I heard this song by Willow Smith and... The people on KTRM were like talking about who was going to sing the next song. And I was like, wow, it's going to be some stupid whip my hair back and forth. Or what was the other one? 21st Century Girl. No idea. But it was actually really good. And it is called Wait a Minute. That's what it's called? Yeah, it's called Wait a Minute with an exclamation mark. I'm going to double dip this week. And I'm going to go with another Matt Mason song, Hallucinogenics. Jam he just came out with. It is dope. It is my fight song. And I love it. Check it out. <laughs> Matt Mason is such a solid dude. I love a lot of his music. Mm, yo Tambien. All right, folks. Thanks for checking us out. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Remember to send us questions so we can have that special, special episode here in the near future. Hope you all have a great week. Peace out. Bye. Bye.